0: Hello and welcome back to the Kimberly Lovey podcast. I am your host, Kimberly Lovey. You guys, we have so much to chat about today. How are you all doing? Um, I am recording live from my closet because the gardener is here and I swear anywhere I go in my house, I keep hearing the noise. So I'm going to close the door here. So, all right, guys, it is Let's see, it's Friday the 11th, February 11th, and I am in the, I'm in the home stretch of this pregnancy, so I'm thir- 37 weeks and one day. I feel like I've been pregnant forever, don't you? Um, but I, gosh, it's been a whirlwind. There's been a lot going on over here, and I'm like, I need to sit down and talk to my friends over here about all the things. So, all right. I'm going to start off by telling you guys number one about a baby scare that we had, or I don't know if we're done with it really, but whew, we had quite the, I don't know, we had quite the event happen the last couple of days. So I want to talk to you about that. I also wanted to talk to you guys about baby names and Carter's birthdays coming up his birthday party. Uh, We have Becky coming. So there's just, there's a lot of things we need to cover. I also kind of wanted to talk about boundaries, setting boundaries. So there's, there's like three or four different items that I wanted to tell you guys about. So I do want to start off maybe before diving into all of the personal things going on. I just want to say something. So I keep seeing this theme around women, like more specifically right now, it's kind of having to do with like babies and family and, um, just kind of like, what are the rules of, or boundaries that women are feeling that they're, they're struggling to set boundaries around, um, kind of like who's going to be able to see their baby and, you know, are you allowed to kiss the baby? Do you have to be vaccinated and all this kind of stuff. And just like a lot of discussion about that. And I'm just sitting here reading all this and it's just like, to me, it lends itself to a broader discussion on women and boundaries and how we don't we as women, I think we really struggle with setting boundaries firmly because we feel bad. And I just, you know, the older I get, I'm like, we need to stop apologizing for setting boundaries, especially when it comes to protecting our families or our children. But not even that, just broadly speaking, like boundaries in general, I feel like women, we are not good at this. And so I just want to say a couple things about it because it's something that continues to come to the forefront and I don't hear anyone talking about it. So you know, I think that as women, I think the reason why we struggle is because we are so empathetic, we are people pleasers, we want to make everyone around us happy, it's our nature, right? So we're, we're good at pleasing everyone. What we're not good at is protecting our boundaries, our space, and so oftentimes we end up kind of not setting boundaries or caving into other people's, like, what they think is the right thing to do, and we're not it ends up being at our own expense. And I don't believe in that. So, I'm just I want to sit here and just say that, you know, look, if you are having, I'm just going to use the the case of the baby theme, but please apply this to whatever boundaries you're struggling with in your own life. And this can be at work, it can be with family, it can be with friends, it can be with anything. You know, setting a boundary does not make you a nasty bitch. Okay? Let's be very very clear about that. It does not it means that you have certain things that you are comfortable with and that you, you know, essentially would like other people to respect, you know, certain levels of comfort for you. And so setting a boundary does not need to be a nasty thing. It doesn't need to be rude or mean or selfish or any of those things. It's just a simple you know, drawing the line to say, hey, this is where I feel comfortable and where I'm not comfortable. And it and it doesn't, you don't need to apologize. You have every right to set any kind of boundary for yourself. And so, you know, in the example of, okay, well, I have a newborn and we're in this COVID world and my mother-in-law wants to come, but she's not vaccinated or they're upset that, you know, I'm not allowing them to kiss the baby. Well, you know what? It's your baby. And candidly you know, we're in a COVID world still. So as much as we all hate it, that's our reality. Nobody likes this. Okay. So let's just all be clear about this. Nobody wants to even have any kind of thought around these discussions as far as who can come see the baby because of COVID. And because of all these things, it's like, it's already stressful enough. So let's just set that, you know, straight up front. And, you know, If someone does not like your boundary or agree with it, that is their problem, okay? It's not for you to fix. It's not for you to change, and it's not for you to solve. It doesn't mean you're selfish. It means you are doing your best as a parent or as a woman to protect either yourself or your family, and you know what? That is your job, and it's not only your right, but it's your job. So I just, I'm getting really just, it just really boggles my head when I hear that, so many of these strong intelligent beautiful women are struggling with setting boundaries with people and i don't know why it's so hard it doesn't need to be hard just own it own your your own self-worth and don't apologize for it so you know some of my other friends maybe it's not the case of babies but maybe it's with friendships maybe a friend oversteps their boundaries they ask too much of you or Um, again, another family member, it's like then distance yourself, set that boundary. You need to protect your own mental health because when there is somebody that is really upsetting you or they consistently cross boundaries, it really does soul suck on us. Like we obsess over it. We get upset over things and it's just not worth it, ladies. Like it's just not worth it. So please protect your own energy set your boundaries, you know, and something that I always do is like, I am always searching and paying attention to who is draining my energy and who is adding positivity to my life. And I really encourage you to consistently be evaluating that as well. And, you know, pushes me as a friend and as a family member to also make sure I'm showing up in a positive way for other people. And that doesn't mean, oh, we all need to show up so positive and jovial every day, but you know like don't be a, a a a leech on somebody don't always be the one complaining or needing things like it's a give and take so just you know it makes you be a little bit more aware of how you're showing up for other people but please if something is not working for you whether it's like a childcare situation a family situation a work situation, don't settle for that and do not tolerate it. Set a boundary, change your situation and don't apologize. Okay. That is part of being an adult and it's part of being a confident and, um, you know, well-adjusted human. And if somebody, if your boundaries do not resonate with somebody else, it is not your job to explain yourself, to justify your decision. It is if they respect you, they need to respect your boundary, period. There is no more discussion about it. It is what it is. And if that's an issue, then they can go the other way and that is fine. But do not compromise your boundaries to be nice, okay? That is at your expense or your family's expense and it's not right. So I just wanna encourage you guys, You know, collect your strengths, put on your big girl pants and do what is in your comfort zone. Um, there's been issues with baby showers and parties, and there's just it's such a hard situation we find ourselves in. And if people just can't jive with you, then they need to just get over it. So that's all I'm going to say about boundaries. I just it kind of like it's a little bit like mind blowing to me that we're we struggle so much with this as women and in how. It's like women, we need to be strong, come on. Like we we give so much to everybody else. I don't know why this is so hard for us. So it's not about being mean or nice. It's not, that's not the discussion. That's not even relevant at all. It's about you feeling comfortable. Okay, so please set your boundaries in any way, shape or form they show up and stick to them and do not apologize. And it might feel uncomfortable at first, but you know what, you'll get used to it. Um, So yes, and remember, especially those of you that have daughters, you know, they need to see a strong, confident woman. So you need to, you know, exude that also. So just make sure that, um, you're keeping that in mind. So, okay. (sighs) Soapbox done. Okay. So now I want to talk to you guys about, oh my goodness. So where should we start baby names? Okay. I'm going to tell you guys something about baby names in our family brian and i have a history we have this whole i'll call it a process but it's really not like it's not like a good process it just is a process and so now we're on baby number three right and the process is the following i basically have you know a list of 20 baby names this has happened for carter it happened for charlotte and now with this baby so you know, as you would think, I'm the one that starts the discussion pretty early on. I have a list of boy names, a list of girl names, my list I've had for each now for five and six years. And um, so basically our process is that I basically say to Brian, okay, here's a list of like 20 names. And he listens and he basically says like, if he absolutely hates a name and he'll give me his why. And usually it's like kind of hilarious. Like, he just like, he doesn't like androgynous names and he doesn't like names with too many syllables and he doesn't like names that, uh, remind him of someone, you know, I think that one's kind of more normal, but like, it's just his, so he has very strong opinions about this, which is kind of helpful, right? It's, it's helpful to an extent because then it helps us get our list down. Like when he gives me a hard name, a hard no on a name, it allows me to like, be like, okay, he seriously hates his name. It really has to be off our, off of our list. So to an extent it's helpful, but here's where we get caught. So then I kind of like get it down to like our top 10 and then a few weeks later I'll revisit them and he'll be like, no, no. Or, and then he'll say if he likes one or one doesn't bug him, he'll say, that's Okay. But keep in mind, he will never say, oh, I like a name. That's just not my husband. He will never say it. And so he'll be like, it's okay. So when he says that, that's your cue, that like it's it's making it into your top five, right? Okay, so we go through this iterative process. It usually takes months. He usually doesn't want to even talk about it because it's like he feels like it's too much pressure, I think. And he doesn't want to address it because he's like tired from work and has other things on his mind. Meanwhile, I'm sitting here obsessing. And... So our last two babies, we basically went into the hospital with like our top two to three names and decided either at the hospital, like with Charlotte, we decided at the hospital after she was born, like two days later when we were being discharged. And then with Carter, we didn't name him till a week after when he was home. And so this time I was like, oh hell no, I am not doing this again. I am not doing this. And like, it's not even that whole vibe of like, oh, we want to see what the baby looks like. It's not even that. It's straight up, we can't decide. <laughs> like, we don't know. <laughs> and then, like, I have my girlfriends that, and some of you out there listening, it's going to be like, oh, yeah, that's me. Where you're like, oh, yeah, I've had my baby names for years. Like, I've known since I was 12. I've had my names picked out. And it's, like, not even an issue. Like, are you kidding? Like, we this is so easy for us. And I'm like, oh, that is not... <laughs> It's not us. Um, So, yeah, like with Carter, we were going to name him either Benjamin or Carter. And we took him home without a name. He was Baby Boy Lovey. And then when we got home, we were like calling him Carter, Benjamin, Carter, Benjamin. And like it just kind of we finally just ended up picking Carter, which I was so happy about. I love the name Benjamin, too, but I really loved Carter. And so, um. So anyway, and then with Charlotte, we ended up, we actually picked her name in the hospital and then we actually ended up changing her middle name. And so Brian had to run back and like refile the paperwork. (laughs) It was like so much drama with both of them. So anyway, this time I was like talking to my mother-in-law and I'm like, I cannot do this. Like, I want to get some naming, um, some like embroidered, you know, custom like monogram stuff for the baby. And like, and so basically Brian and I finally get to this point about maybe three weeks ago. So I'm like, at this point I'm 34 weeks pregnant or something. Um, and we get to like our top probably five and then we keep revisiting them at night. And like, you know, the whole thing is just like, taking too long. And I finally realized like, there's one name. Like I thought we were going to go with one name and then it, he's like, no, I'm not into that name anymore. He like, we were totally into it. The kids were into it. Oh yeah. Now we have the kids to consider their opinions, by the way. Um, so (laughs) I totally thought we were picking one name. Okay. Totally not it. So then I realized, okay, he's really over that name. And I was kind of disappointed, but I was like, fine with it. And then, So then we end up, he ends up kind of going back to this other name that broke one of his original rules. And I was really surprised and I was kind of like, oh, okay, well, and this is a name that I've had on my list for six years and he's always shot it down up until recently and he just had a change of heart. And so, you know what I did? (laughs) So what I did was I went on Etsy and I got a decal name sign and paid for it. Had it, I designed the whole thing, found the fonts on canvas, sent it to the woman. She downloads the fonts. She sends me the proof. We go through this whole thing and she sends it to me and I put it up because Brian was like, let's just practice using the name for like the next couple weeks. I'm like, okay. So me, I immediately go and start ordering things on Etsy. And, um, get this decal, bring it home and just hang it up. And he ends up helping me hang it up. And then I also got the cutest little like wardrobe dividers. Like, you know, it says like newborn size and it has her name on it. And then it has three months, six months, nine months. And it has her name on every single one, like for all of her little wardrobe. And so anyway, so I'm like, well, we could always change a decal and like these little signs, but I, (laughs) I ended up going and getting all these like monogrammed and like custom name signs and all this stuff. And I'm like, I, I just want to pick the name. Like I'm tired of this where we wait till literally a week after our baby's born to like decide. And if we hate it, like what better way to try it on than doing it this way? So anyway, I think we have our name guys. And the funniest part is, and when we announce the name, once she's born, I'll share it with you. But the middle name he said, I'm going to let you have it. So I got to pick the middle name and he hates this name. It's been on the, his hate list and it's been on my, like, I love list and I picked it and he knew I was going to pick that one. And he's like, not thrilled about it, but like, he's like fine with it, you know? So anyway, all that to say, I think we have our baby name. You never know in this household though. Like we could literally think we have it all. And then the last minute change it, so stay tuned for that and once the baby is born we will tell you what we name her and um so yeah so that was cool. Um okay. Now I'm going to tell you about something else that happened that was kind of like um less upbeat but like I kind of want to share this. I I was a little bit torn about sharing it, but I do want to share it just because I think I don't think it's right to share all the pretty pictures and the pretty you know fake news and then not share like the hard stuff too especially when you have a platform and um i just feel like it's like dangerous to just paint this fake picture of perfect and i don't think it's relatable either so i'm going to go ahead and share what happened and this is really like this was really upsetting so all right okay so i went for a um i went for a scan like a so my 37 week appointment i went and the doctor, so basically whenever I've, I've had like a growth scan, we have like a specialty doctor that we go to that's like really, really known in the industry versus just going to the, getting like a sonogram at my OB. Um, and so for my 20 week scan, I went to our specialty doctor and then he usually sends the scan over to our OB and the OB reads it and whatever. Okay. So I didn't realize I was going to have a 37 week scan. I didn't have that with my last two. And I don't even know why I, it was called, maybe it's my age or it's an IVF baby. I'm not really sure. But anyway, so I couldn't get in with the specialty doctor. And so I just was like, okay, I'll just, my OB's like, that's fine. You can just do it here. Like, it's not a big deal. I'm like, okay. So um, on Wednesday, I was 36 weeks and six days pregnant so like the day the next day i was going to turn 37 weeks pregnant um so i go in to and start the sonogram and the tech is there and for those of you that don't know this the tech is not allowed to kind of like relay any information about their findings as they're in there with you because there's not a doctor in there to really interpret it And so she's like doing her thing. And I feel like I'm not in like a great position. Like I'm kind of leaning up and like, oh, so keep in mind also the baby was my last appointment at 35 weeks. The baby was breached, meaning the head was up and the feet were down and my doctor was like, okay if that's going to be the case, we're going to have to do an intervention. If the baby is not turned by your next appointment, like head down, that's not safe for like a vaginal birth. So I'm going to try and do like a, it's called an ECV where he manually tries to turn the baby and they give you like an epidural and everything. So that was already something I was like worried about. Um, I had actually gone in the shower and pushed the baby's head a little bit and she turned within 24 hours. So we get there, I get there to this sonogram and the baby's head's down, great. But the reason why I bring that up is because apparently when that happens, the baby can be in such a position where it's hard to measure the growth and like the head and all that. Um, so, okay, that's all fine. Um, gosh, I'm like out of breath talking because I'm like, let me see if I can change my position. Ugh. <sighs> it's hard sharing your body with another human. Okay so anyway so we're in the scan it's me and Ju- like i can't have a visitor with me because again we're in this covid nation and so i get there and i'm laying down and i feel like my like i'm not like flat enough so i felt like she couldn't get like a great full read on the baby but she's measuring the head circumference and i'm looking at you know her inputting the information and with each body part you can kind of like it tells you the percentile that, you know, that body part is in based on the size. So I look and I see the head circumference and it says like whatever the centimeters and it says 1.1%. I'm like, that, that's strange. And I'm like, you know, I'm not an expert in this, but like, that doesn't seem right. So then she's going through like, she's measuring the femur, the stomach and all the other numbers are kind of like, okay, you know, uh, 45th percentile, 55th percentile, 65th, 85th, whatever, like depending on the body part. And she's just methodically going through measuring the baby. And, but I keep going back to that head circumference. I'm like, wait, it's not, I'm like, this isn't right. I'm like, wait, the baby's head's 1.1%. And then she's like, oh, your doctor's going to read everything. So she like said the right thing, but I just started crying. Because I'm like, something is really off. And you have to realize, I can't see the baby in one picture because at this size, and she even said, at this size, you cannot see the full body of the baby in one image because the baby's too big. So I can't like be like, oh, I can't like look at the sonogram and be like, oh, the baby's head looks normal or it looks small. Like I can't see that against the rest of the body. You're looking at one body part at a time. Okay. So I'm like crying in the sonogram because I'm like, something is wrong this is not good. Like how can, how is this, this is something's, something's off. So I'm like doing like the silent tear thing though. I'm not like having like a drama moment, but I'm like literally like starting to get really panicked. And so, um, like wiping away my tears and like trying to calm down and then I'm done with the sonogram. And like, I just sense that something's wrong. Like, I've had many ultrasounds and many, I mean, especially with IVF and like, I've never had the, like, I don't know. It was just a sense, like even like I could just sense that something's wrong. Um, cause even sometimes the tech will be like, okay, everything looks great. Or like they might make some small comment like that, like, and amb- like that's ambu, ambiguous, um, ambiguous, sorry. Um, so anyway, okay. So then I have to go in the waiting room cause... I'm now waiting to meet with my OB who is, you know, I'm going to meet with him next. And he's obviously going to read the ultrasound and then like interpret it and talk to me about it. And I'm thinking, you know, we're there because we're going to check the amniotic fluid levels and the size of the baby position. But like, I'm not thinking like in terms of there being something wrong, like leading up to this. So now I'm sitting there in the waiting room and I am freaking out because I'm like, oh my God, my baby has a messed up head. Like the like, this could be a disabled child like this is like severely scary like i'm like freaking out freaking out and Brian. i'm like calling brian but like i'm in the waiting room and i can't really talk and like all the things so i'm just sitting there for 30 minutes i end up i'm like physically shaking okay and keep in mind i also had covid okay plus i had to get a booster I'd gotten the booster. Um, I didn't get my vaccine when I was pregnant. We waited for our embryo transfer, but I'd gotten a booster back in September. So I'm like already very anxious because I'm like, I've done this vaccination pregnant that I never thought or wanted to do pregnant. Um, and then I got COVID pregnant. So like, and nobody really knows what the impact is. Like there's all this mixed information and it's just, it's a very stressful, confusing time. Okay. Okay. So finally we go I go I go into the OB's office and she takes my blood pressure. it's like 140 over like 90 or some crazy number which I never have any issues with my blood pressure ever um but I am just so stressed out and panicked and I'm physically shaking. so he walks in finally and he's like he sits down and he's like, hmm he goes the baby's head looks a little small and I'm like start just like, freaking out. I'm like, what happened? What's wrong? You need to remeasure. He's like, well, sometimes the position of the baby is like, it's hard to measure. Like, like I'm not leaving. I'm like, I need to get in. I need you to remeasure right now. Can you please remeasure? Like I, this can't be right. And then he he like remeasures and he gets 12th percentile and I'm like, okay, well that's better. But I'm like, I need to go to see our specialist doctor. He's like, okay. I'm like, well, what should it be? He's like, well, it should be ideally the head circumference would be proportional to the rest of the body. And overall, the baby's measuring six pounds, eight ounces and 45th percentile. So I'm thinking, oh my God, this is like way off. Like the femur's in the 60th percentile, the stomach's in the 80th percentile, like the head's in the 1%. Like this is really scary. So he's like, go sit in the waiting room and I'm going to see if I can get you in. And the specialist is in a totally different, like I have to drive like across the city to go to this doctor. And I'm like, he's like, well, can you go another day? I'm like, no, it takes me an hour, an hour and a half to get here. And then it's like a whole day event. Like I live really far because like, you know, these are all my doctors from when we were in the city. So he comes out and he's like, "Um, okay, I got you in at 2.30. It's like 11.30 by the way. He's like, why don't you go to lunch? and then go over to the doctor and I didn't get you in with the main guy but I got you in with one of his like associates or whatever I'm like no problem I'm like and he's like don't worry I'm like don't worry I'm like I can't even go sit and eat lunch like I'm not going to go to Beverly Hills and like go enjoy like my favorite like what are you ta- like I am a I'm a wreck right now I am freaking out so get in my car leave cedar's drive across town go and I I'm so frazzled and disoriented and just panic struck at this point that I can't even think about food. Although I I was about to pass out. So I did ask them for like an apple juice and some crackers, but like, I can't sit there and like have a lunch and relax. Like, no. So I drive immediately over to that doctor and I get there three hours early and they're like, uh, you're a little early. I'm like, I'll just sit here. Like, I don't even care. I just need to be here. I cannot be anywhere else. I'm too upset. Like, thank you so much for getting me in. You know, I'm just so grateful that I got to be seen because they're really busy. So I end up running into the main doctor. They were going to take me back to like take my vitals. And I run into the main doctor who, by the way, my husband grew up with his son. So he like, and we always go to him. So he like in the hallway, I'm like walking behind the nurse who actually turns out it's his wife. I didn't know that. And he's like, Oh, how are you doing? I'm like, not good. I'm like, my baby's head is measuring like, you know, 12% and the, and he's like, I'm not worried. I'm like, wait, what? And I'm like trying to like not ball, but like, I'm at the point, you know, when you're like holding it in and you're so devastated and you're just trying to hold it together. But like when someone asks if you're okay, you like start like losing it. It was like that. So, and this guy is like the guru. Okay. He's like a very well known, highly respected physician. So like, it's just, it just, was not my best moment. Okay. And so he's like, I'm not worried. I'm like, what do you mean you're not worried? The rest of the body's in the 50th percentile. Like this is so scary. Something is wrong. And he's like, no. He's like, nope, it's not. He's like, I'm not worried. He's like totally calm. I'm like so confused. And he's like, if you told me the baby's head was measuring like negative five percent, then I'd be worried. And I'm like, what is he talking about? Like what I don't it's just it's just not making sense. So of course I'm like starting to like ball crying and he goes, and he goes, he like kind of pushes me into like one of the rooms and I sit down and he's like, let me ask you, are all your body parts perfectly proportional? And I'm like crying. I'm like, no, my left foot's slightly bigger than my right. He's like, exactly. But like on a percent, I'm just, it still is not landing and I'm just really like worried. But like, this does make me feel much better because if this guy's saying not to worry, like he's the guru. Turns out the woman that was going to do all my vitals, she's like, here's a tissue. She's like, yeah, I'm his wife. I'm like, oh, your son grew up with my husband. (laughs) Like, it's like so embarrassing you know, she's like, you can take off your mask for a second to like wipe your nose. And like, I'm like a mess. I'm like, I'm sorry. I just wasn't expecting this. This is like so upsetting for me. And she's like, let's not take your vitals right now. They're not going to show up very good. Just go back in the waiting room. She's like, in fact, maybe you should go outside. Like she doesn't want me in her office and I don't blame her. I'm like a hot mess. I'm going to upset other patients. Oh, you guys so bad. And I'm like, I can't even go anywhere. I am too upset. And so I'm like trying. So by then I've like collected myself. I sit down. I behave. I start chit-chatting with the moms. And she comes out like twice to be like, sweetie, why don't you go down and get a muffin? Aren't you hungry? I'm like, I just, I'm too upset. I can't do anything. I'm just gonna stay here. And and she's like, well, you have quite a weight. I'm like, it's okay. I'm like, look, if someone comes in late, maybe I'll go first or before, but I'm not expecting anything. I'll just sit here. I just want to be here. Like, I'm just happy. Like she's like, trying to like get me out of her office. Um, so anyway, needless to say by three 30, I get seen. And like, again, I'm like, I'm in no rush. Oh, keep in mind my entire family is, we're supposed to be celebrating my amazing mother-in-law's birthday. And we're not doing that. Cause I am the one that's supposed to be I was supposed to pick up my, my bonus father-in-law, drive him from Beverly Hills to our house. Then we were going to get, I had already gotten her cake. We were going to all have dinner together and I was going to pick him up at noon. And now it's like already four o'clock and I'm still not even being seen. Like we're finally like in the appointment. So it's just everything the whole day. Oh, I was supposed to meet with our party planner that day at the park at two o'clock. Like the whole day just got completely messed up, like a disaster. Okay. So we get in there, and it's this young doctor, a woman, female physician, reminds me of my sister. She's like in her 40s, she has three kids and i'm like thank you so much for getting me in like i'm so grateful i'm like really worried and just because she's like oh sorry about the weight i'm like no like don't apologize i'm so happy that you guys got me in i just need to like work with the facts here because i am losing my mind and you know one tip by the way for you guys if any of you run into any kind of health scare whether it's with you a baby an older family member any any health matter My best advice for you, and this is what I kept myself, like how I continue to not like lose it, is like stick with the facts, follow the information. So demand that you get in somewhere that can give you the best information possible and go by that information. Do not settle for second rate information. Go seek out the right people to give you the right information. And then once you have the right information, then you can start making decisions about things. Okay. That's really, really important. And I've used this as a tool over the last couple of years when we've had a lot of health issues in our family. Don't go by Google <laughs> or what you're feeling or by your biggest fears. Don't do that. Stick with the facts. Okay. That's my top tip. So that's why I was so happy to be at a place where I knew I could see a specialist, get the right measurements, get the right facts. And so that was the most important thing. Okay. Okay. So she completely remeasures me, does everything. She, um, looks at how my chart was back at 20 weeks and the baby's head circumference was 36% then. And now she remeasured it. It was 3.6%. So that's still really scary. I'm like horrified. Now I didn't realize they also have a brain growth scan metric, So the brain growth was in the 30th percentile, which is much better. And so the doctors were like, this has no bearing on the baby's intelligence. The brain is fine. Blood flow is good. Fluids good. Placenta, everything. Like they're looking at everything, great detail. And they're like, look, percentage for head circumference is not the best way to understand what's really going on and like evaluate things. They're like, the better thing is to understand the growth of the stomach. And also the overall weight of the baby. And so your baby is six pounds, eight ounces, and you're 37 weeks, that's 45th percentile. That's very healthy. The stomach was like 86th percentile. And they said, unless the baby is more than the head circumference instead of percentages, they said, look at the, this is a statistics thing. So forgive me if you guys don't understand this part, but essentially if you're more than three standard deviations, um, outside of the mean, that's when you're in big trouble with the baby's head circumference and head size. But they showed me, cause I'm like, you know, into statistics and analytics and numbers and all that stuff. So this actually really helped. So she actually graphed it and showed me and she said, you know, back at your 20 week appointment, you were right kind of at that mean, which is like the average. Now you've fallen below the mean, but you're not outside of the normal range essentially. And so it's fine so she basically said it's fine. And he said it was fine. And so I was like, okay, but it still is not sitting right with me. And so she could tell I was still uncomfortable. And she said, look, what you can do is come in for like an additional set of observations over the next two to three weeks for the rest of your pregnancy. So you can go to your main OB on like a Tuesday and come see me on a Friday and we'll check the placenta. We'll check the heart rate, heartbeat, uh, the, the blood flow and the fluid levels like in great detail and the growth here. And then she said, you know, that way you have two sets of eyes. So you can come in and do like a non-stress test and, um, and then, and I'll do an ultrasound on you as well. And so that's what we're going to do. And she also said, because I'm over 35 years old and I'm, cause I'm 37, she said, because, of The fact that I am over 35 years old and it's an IVF pregnancy, she would recommend not going over my due date and inducing me a week early, like as early as 39 weeks. So that's now something that we might do or consider doing, but I would really like to have my baby on March 1st or 2nd or 3rd, like the first week of March. I've just wanted that. So I'm hoping that we can keep her, you know, we're going to go by the health of the baby first and foremost, more than anything, that's what's going to dictate what we do but I'm not, um, I'm not going to like be a diva about that because it's all about the health of the baby. But if I had my druthers, if I had it my best way, we would wait. So, so that is that. So that was our big scare. And I'm just like nervous and I'm like, is she going to look weird? Like if she has a small head and they're like, no, like it's not something that's even visible to the eye. So I was just worried about like health issues as you guys can imagine. And so, um, anyway, so stay tuned. I'm still like, I still have like a really big, like pit in my stomach about the whole thing to be perfectly honest, but I'm trying to just like really trust the doctors, know that I'm doing the right thing in terms of like taking the right action and like not upset myself. Cause that's like not good for me or the baby, obviously. So that was our big drama with that. And then, <sighs> all right. So I'm going to wrap this up. I'm just going to tell you, so this weekend is coming. Sharp right. This weekend, we are having a huge party for Carter's sixth birthday. We haven't been able to have a really great party in like three years since his third birthday. We've had these like sad backyard parties that were like, you know, really just, <laughs> just really, we were trying so hard, but like they were not great parties. Okay. So this year I'm like, no, I rented out a huge park. It fits 400 people. We've got 120 people RSVP'd. Um, keep in mind, 95% of our friends that are showing up have all had COVID already. The surge is coming down. It's a massive outdoor space that I rented. And so we're doing like a Nerf party. It's like a Nerf battle and a company comes out and they actually like host the party for you. And it's all socially distanced and they're vaccinated and all the things. And anyway, so the men love it, the kids love it. And then I got some other fun kind of surprises, like a blow up obstacle course. If like, I know Charlotte's not going to want to do the Nerf battle or at least not the whole time. Um and then I got let's see. So I got that we have um Mexican food that's going to be served and then we also got this amazing cake and from um a woman named Katie. So I'll tag her. I'm going to post about it, but she made the most amazing cake. And then I got these signs made so that you can find the party because it's at this park and it's hard to find the space. We have our balloons coming the signs are going to be there to get people to the right spot and um anyway it's going to be a lot of fun the only thing is that you know it's in february and so i was worried it was going to rain and then sure enough of course in true california fashion we're having a heat wave and it's going to be 80 degrees tomorrow so i was originally going to serve cake and donuts and i actually am surprising everyone and i'm going to be serving the cake but also we have a um like an ice, what do you call it? Not Kona ice. It's, um, it's like a shaved ice and ice cream company truck coming for an hour. So it'll be super fun. The kids are going to love it. It's all like, you know, under, um, a picnic. There's like a huge, like huge area that will be in the shade, at least, at least the adults, you know? And, um, yeah, so that's happening tomorrow. And I, I'm just hoping to get through that. I think it'll be so fun. It'll be the first time we see our friends in a long time and probably the last for a long time because, you know, having a baby, I'm not going to see anyone for a while, I'd I'd imagine. Um, So yeah, I'll let you know. Also coming up on the podcast next week, again, assuming I don't give birth, finally, I have Lori Dorman coming on who is an amazing female entrepreneur. She is incredible. She's the one that did all of our maternity photos Um, It's actually her company, but she doesn't even do the photos anymore. And she does all these huge celebrities. And um, she actually is like, she's built and sold multiple businesses. She's incredible. I spoke to her for like over an hour one night. And I was like, oh my God, you have to be on the podcast. Um, Her story is crazy. Like it's it's so good. So um, if you guys are looking at my Instagram, then you will see like all of those photos and we're going to do our newborn shoot with her. So yeah, we're going to finally talk about the maternity photo shoot that I've been dying to share with you guys and how it all went down and, um, you know, looking forward to the newborn shoot as well. So, um, and then the other last thing that's exciting for next week is that we are getting Becky back, you guys, which basically is me and Brian's wife our long lost wife that she lived with us for two years and then moved out when our kids went to school and she has had all these like amazing jobs. And now we get her back for a couple months to help with the new baby. So Becky's gonna be back and I'm gonna have her on the podcast because she is like incredible when it comes to anything with kids. So if you guys have any kid related questions, like my kids have been picky eaters really horribly lately. If you have any behavioral questions, nursing, anything like send them my way, DM me, text me, whatever. And we're going to start having her on the podcast. And she's just so knowledgeable. It's, I'm so excited to have you guys um, meet her in real life and then, you know, just share all the things. So yeah, with that, um I've got about two more weeks, it looks like until I give birth. And so... You know, I hope that I'm able to keep up with the podcast and share kind of how things are going. I might do some like multiple mini episodes throughout all of it, but, um, I'm sure it's going to be, you know, (laughs) exhausting. So, um, with that, you guys, thank you so much for listening. I appreciate and love you guys so much. And I just love this community that we formed and, um, thank you to all my friends and family that are always cheering for me and our family and Um, We just love you so much. So with that, I'll talk to you guys soon. Bye.